Hi, I'm Steve Thomas. This is Cacophony. Let's dive into some great music. But first, a warning. This episode's music will have you humming the tunes for days on end. Last Sunday, I spent the day playing in an orchestra, and we played music by Leonard Bernstein. And I'm left not so much with an earworm, but with an entire wormery, and it sufficiently composted my brain, leaving only Bernstein. So the chances of me talking about any other piece of music right now are zero. It's West Side Story, here we come. Music that's thrilling, charming, poignant, all too memorable, irresistible. Leonard Bernstein was a dominant figure in the musical world in the second half of the 20th century, taking full advantage of the ever-increasing possibilities of radio, television, stereo, then digital recording, and the jet age. I'm sure he'd have been successful in any era, but he was a man of his time, and technology played its part. When he stepped in to replace a famous but suddenly ill conductor, the concert happened to be broadcast live across America, in the days before TV, and he became an overnight household name and the first major homegrown all-American conductor. When TV took off, there he was, writing and presenting programmes on classical music, on jazz, on conducting, and reaching audiences of 16 million an episode. And when his 1957 smash hit West Side Story was turned into a film in 1961, it became the highest-grossing musical then made, and won ten Oscars. The immediately classic film cemented West Side Story's place in popular culture. But Bernstein wasn't happy with the film music. It won the Best Music Oscar, and that went to the musical team for the film, the associate producer, Rangers and Conductor. Surprisingly, at least to me, not to Bernstein, but I now know that he wasn't eligible for the Oscar because the music wasn't an original work for the screen. The studio, MGM, lavished money on a huge band, as opposed to the small pit band for the show, and Bernstein didn't like the result, which he found to be overbearing. So he worked with the same arrangers, Sid Ramin and Irwin Kostel, and produced the symphonic dances from West Side Story, a 25-minute distillation of the show, for orchestra alone. One of the things that made West Side Story such a great show was the brilliant combination of story, lyrics from Stephen Sondheim, dance from Jerome Robbins, and Bernstein's music. Great artists all working at their peak. The dance plays a hugely important role and carries most of the action. And it's mainly the dance music that we hear in the symphonic dances. As my friend Lev, conducting me on Sunday, says... The symphonic dances include one solid gold number after another, but we don't hear a whole load of the solid platinum numbers, the big songs. There's only a glimpse of Maria. There's no Tonight, no Something's Coming, no America, not even G. Officer Krupke. Maybe Bernstein felt that the songs would be diminished without Sondheim's brilliant and funny lyrics. By building a suite out of mainly the dance music, we're not distracted by a sense of anything being missing. And we get to focus on how good the music is. On how good Bernstein on his own is. 
West Side Story is a loose retelling of Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, where the warring Montague and Capulet families are updated to teenage New York gangs, the Jets and Puerto Rican immigrant Sharks. The symphonic dances had their first performance at Lincoln Center in 1961, New York's brand new art center, built on the site of the estates and slums where the gang violence of the Upper West Side that inspired West Side Story had actually taken place just a few years before. The score is full of appropriate Latin rhythms, jazz, percussion and flavour. It bursts with energy and sometimes violence. Focusing on the dance music, it's the tensions and that violence underpinning West Side Story that features largest in the symphonic dances. What we feel simmering in the prologue boils over into tragedy in the rumble. In between, we get glimpses of other possibilities. In somewhere, a vision sequence, the two gangs are united in friendship. A vision which continues, where they suddenly find themselves in a world of space, air and sun. There's also the cha-cha, where the two star-crossed lovers, Tony and Maria, meet at the dance. Leonard Bernstein once described himself as doubly schizophrenic, with loyalties split between composing and performing, and split again in both activities between concert hall, opera house, Broadway theatre and television studio. And what he wanted most of all as his life went on was for the stuff that he considered to be serious music, to be taken seriously and to be recognised for it. He wanted to be seen foremost as a proper composer not primarily a writer of musicals. Bernstein died in 1990, and now, 30 years on, we can see a little more clearly. The groundbreaking TV of the 50s and 60s looks like TV from way back then. Some of his recordings as a conductor can seem idiosyncratic. The interpretation's a bit too personal, too through Bernstein's lenses to bear repeated listening. But most importantly, the barriers between highbrow and lowbrow, concert hall and musical, jazz and popular and classical music that Bernstein worked so hard to dismantle have all come down a bit. And the masterworks he did write, like West Side Story and its symphonic dances, can be seen as the masterpieces they are, as worthy of attention as symphonies and operas and anything else. West Side Story is unquestionably a masterpiece, perhaps the greatest American musical and the symphonic dances, a masterpiece in their own right, full of life, energy, passion. 
noisy and thrilling with its huge percussion section and trumpets and trombones and everyone razzing it up, but also, when appropriate, light and delicate. And in the end, because the dances are faithful to the storyline of the show, in spirit, if not in the actual order of the numbers, we get the sadness and regret of unnecessary death and the futility of violence and separation, with perhaps a tiny glimmer of hope for a better future with the return of the visionary somewhere music. Bernstein leaves us not just dazzled and uplifted, but feeling quiet and moved. It's quite the skill to give us so many emotions in such a short time. It's brilliant stuff. I hope you enjoy it. Click on the links in the notes that come with the podcast to have a listen to the whole thing. And then tell me what you think. You can leave a comment on social media, send me a voice message, or leave me a comment at cacophonyonline.com. If you'd like to support Cacophony financially, you can. There's a link to do that too. But most importantly, I'd love it if you could share the podcast or the trailer widely. Come back for more next time. And thanks for listening.